Hello and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have guest comedian Lindsay Shaw. Hi. 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 How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, so I'm also going to shout out a podcast called Be Positive. It's with Dario Durham, Delmi, okay. and Darian. Yeah. And he's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And their podcast is about how to be positive, how to stay positive, uh, talk about times that haven't been so positive and then how they made it positive it's kind of more of a brand i guess which mm -hmm. is pretty cool so go subscribe to that on youtube subscribe on spotify spotify everything <laughs> youtube you yeah you itunes yeah okay. I, maybe i don't i don't know iTunes. Uh, <laughs> yeah so go do that and then also subscribe follow like anything you could do doing time podcast cool okay sorry no you're good yeah about me uh, <laughs> okay so I just, well, first off, I usually just ask, how much time have you done? Oh, like in uh, the hospital? Yeah. Collectively, uh, two weeks. So okay. there were two different stints. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> I was hospitalized twice, two different, like I said, two different, two different times. The first time was in college, yeah. and um, it was after a suicide attempt. Those are fun. I, I can tell you the story, but I don't know. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you what, like, what led you into, want? Yeah, led into that. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I was 20. Um, I'm not trying to make light of suicide at no. all. I mean, yeah. I guess it's a defense, you know. Like you've been through it, and I guess it's the famous like laugh about it later. I don't find yeah. it funny at all. I take no. It very, you can be. Open. I take it very seriously. Um, no, you can be open and real about it. But the thing is, it's kind of like one of those things where if if you've been through it, you can say it. So thank you. And, no, yeah, you, don't, yeah. you don't have to be that careful on this podcast. Like, okay, it, cool. say what you want to say. We can edit out whatever <laughs> you right, say. Great, That's, great. You know. All right, so I'll be, I'll be candid. I'll be free, talk, you know, speech about it. Whatever. Yeah, uh, edit that out. And uh, yeah, so I was 21, 20, uh -huh. 22, maybe, whatever. It was a long time ago. I was in college. I was mm -hmm. going to Michigan State. It was toward the end of my college career. Yeah. And I had discovered Coke, and it was like the yeah. first time I had ever experimented with that. Uh, in that time period of like dabbling in it and like my mm -hmm. roommate did it and like you know it was kind of it was a time period it was like who's gonna get the coke tonight you know so I was doing that on top of drinking and I was um in love with my best friend who oh. was gay and well is gay um he's not dead thank god he was gay he was in the closet so we had this very like okay complicated relationship because we were very very close yeah. we were best friends inseparable and I was in love with him and yeah. he was struggling coming out of the closet. So wow. I think at the time, you know, he, I was 22, he was 24, mm -hmm. uh, really, you know, we were young. And um, I think, you know, his struggle with coming out paired with like the attention I was giving him and like the friendship that I provided and what I, you know, was confusing to, to the both of us. Yeah. So anyway, that, that's just like kind of, um, it, this was a part of it because one night he and I were out, because we were, like I said, we were inseparable. We were yeah. the best of friends. Um, you know, I would spend the night at his place, sleep in his bed, in love with him. It was, yeah. you know, a riot. And so um, we were out one night, like I said, it was toward the end of college. Mm -hmm. We were going out a lot. I think I had done coke, I'd been drinking, yeah. and I, you know, he was obviously just an ornament on, like, a lot of other things that, you know, gotcha. that, that were like going the on. That broke the camel's Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, I had a lot of, like, issues that I hadn't even begun to work through, and, yeah. like, my relationship with him and being in love with him and feeling rejected by him just, like, exacerbated yeah. things that I wasn't even, like, skimming the top of yet. Uh, mentally and psychologically and emotionally. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so we were, you know, rough night of drinking. Just, and it was just one of those nights where it was like me, like longing for him and wanting him to, you know, love me back in the yeah. way I wanted him, blah, blah, blah. I go home to my apartment and it was just, or the house I lived in, and I had roommates at the time. Um, and it was just a, the dark depression of coming down off of being drunk and doing drugs and yeah. just really, really <laughs> depressed and. Yeah lost and hopeless all of that I mean that those words don't even really adequately describe what you feel when you want to yeah off yourself like right. it's just a very very dark hopeless stagnant place and mm -hmm. I mean I'm sure other people have described it this way you feel like there's no other solution oh like none yeah and a lot of it sure. too is a cry for help and like uh you know like I, I'm gonna do this thing I'm gonna you know try to do this thing and if I don't, if I do come out of it alive, then people will know I'm in a lot of pain. That that is that's true. Yeah. So, um, I just took um, a bottle of extra strength Tylenol. I think it was Tylenol. Yeah. I don't know if it was an entire bottle. It was like pretty much full. I I, I don't know how. Many, I mean, there was probably over thirty that I yeah. ingested. Uh, and then I freaked out. I was so scared. I was terrified. It's like uh, the in between of like. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what have I just done? And um, you know backtracked and didn't want it I mean I took I took them but then totally freaked out uh, out of fear yeah. they My, say I mean yeah and yeah. I, I can't that's really rough but I um they say that you know a lot of people who have like uh jumped off like a bridge mm -hmm. they say you they know, regret it people, as soon as they jumped up and obviously they only know that because people have survived so, and that's how they know that they regret it. I mean, because uh, people that die, right. you well, yeah, they're gone. Get, yeah, I mean, you there's have no a bit about there's when no you, you jumping off a building and yeah. landing the landing it. Yeah, um, <laughs> you'd be one of those yeah. that would survive and say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, of course I would, because I'd stick the landing like a not like a pussy. You know right. what I mean? So, <laughs> exactly. um, there you go. But but yeah, so uh, no, but it's they say that people regret, it, and that's a very similar experience. I, like, yeah, I, I mean, told my mom, and she's like, "What the fuck?" Like. Just like, that like, people regret it on the way down? No, like, when I took pills, that's all. Oh! I, yeah, my mom was like, what do you What do you mean? So you, you had taken them and then told, went to your mom? Yeah. Yeah. I was living with her, and I got scared. Yeah, you, yeah, so, exact, okay, so, yeah. so I was, you were with your mom. I was at home, like I said, I was living with roommates, mm -hmm. and I called 911. Oh, so wow. I, I was just so frightened, and I didn't, like, go to my roommate right away, but I called 911, and I woke my one roommate up and said, you know, I took these pills. Yeah. Ambulance is, an ambulance is on the way. Mm -hmm. Will you come with me? And, like, I didn't physically feel anything right away. But I went to the hospital, and um, I remember them saying, you know, it's a good thing you came in and we're helping you because um, you would have died a very slow death over the next two days. Like, my organs would have just shut. It, I mean, that sounds, like, so yeah, yeah, dramatic, yeah. but it's, I mean, that's what he had said to me. Right. And I, I think, like, the med, like someone who's, you know, in the medical profession sees someone in their early 20s trying to kill themselves. It's very disturbing. It's sad. Right. So I got my stomach pumped and all that. So then I was hospitalized, and it was, a you know, I was, uh, that happens, it's automatic. I mean, obviously, if you try. Yeah, yeah there's no way of being like, yeah, it was, it was an off day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really Won't just... happen again. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah, I lost my bus card. I mean, it was really just not a, a good day. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I remember... It's... That's one thing I remember, though, um, 
or the like some of the medical professionals I encountered like looking at me like one woman one nurse teared up and she was like why you're you're so young why would you right. want to you know and she I remember her tearing up and I'm like bitch you don't know <laughs> yeah yeah I, mean, yeah, I, I look I, back on it now that I'm older and like think how sweet of her like I must it must have been whatever I mean she saw she could me. have had a daughter or something right exactly that yeah, must, it, must have triggered it yeah. um so yeah I mean as far as like being in the hospital itself um you know at that time and after doing that it's kind of a reprieve you're like okay I'm getting attention that I not attention in the way of like look at me but like I'm being you know, like yeah. watch me uh, I'm gonna twerk um but no like <laughs> twerking in the hospital that's something I would do um but you know this girl uh in my sorry <laughs> speaking of suicide okay no I'm kidding it's really not about suicide but this girl, uh, one of my old friends, we were friends in like middle school. She twerked on a window and fell out the window. Like her legs, like there's a video of her doing it. And she just fall, her feet go through How the window. How is this, was it recorded? It should be viral. I, it, oh, um, she had her legs like up. On, yes. And her legs like fell through the window. Holy shit. Well, did she break the That's glass? That's a cool way to go out though. Did, you know? <laughs> Twerking. She broke the glass, and then her her feet were obviously probably like cut up. Holy shit! Yeah, all for the twerk? Uh, uh-uh, uh, not worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> I know. Good story though. Yeah, no, but sorry. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of twerk, which Just, I don't know how you got to that point, because I I would be twerking in a mental ward, um, right. if it existed at the time. That's that's aging me, but um, <laughs> I'm doing the Roger Rabbit. No, I'm not that old. Um. Okay. But yeah, so just being in the hospital, I remember someone hit on me when I was in, like, some kid like asked me on a date. I'm like, we're in here. Like, where yeah. do you where do you want to go? The calf? Like, where are you going <laughs> to take me? The day room? Like, um, Yeah, you sign the check with that pencil that doesn't have an eraser on it. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah. And yeah, like, the, the whole thing, I mean, it's just the, uh, you know, uh, when you're in the hospital for, you know, anything um, for mental illness, mm-hmm. it's just, it's very clinical. It's very, um, it's, it's the staleness to it it's clinical I mean you have your group activities you have yeah. your meetings with the doctor and you have you know it's I don't have like really awful memories about it I don't yeah. have you know um it's just a bunch of mediocre it's just like <laughs> yeah and I told you like I've been in jail like I compare yeah. jail to there wow. I okay. compare jail to being in the hospital because um how ha- long were you how long were you in jail for? 28 days why you were in jail 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 well not like prison okay which but is better jail, jail in terms of like every person i've talked to is like oh i was just there for like a day or two no i was i went to jail and it's it is similar to being blocked like in a mental ward um it's not it's it's a mental hospital is better but it's funny so i told i think i mentioned to you before my mom is mentally ill and she's been in so many hospitals and in and out, i mean since she was 19, 20 years old. And she's yeah. been in a situ- situation, she, she you know, got to find the humor. She'll, like, look back to this one time where she was in the hospital with someone who had just gotten out of jail and then sent to the mental hospital. Right. And he, yeah, they happens. were, like, begging to go back to jail. Really? <laughs> He's like, that's crazy. I want to go back to jail. Like, that's how bad, I guess, this one hospital wow. was. Wow. Okay. Did she grow up in Chicago? My mom? Yeah. No, we're from Michigan. So she grew up okay. in Dearborn, which is um, near Detroit. That. Yeah, okay. it's like 25 minutes from downtown Detroit. Okay. So, yeah, so that was my first um, go around. And 
again, like, you know, my memories of it were, I, I, I just remember feeling like somewhat of, re of relief mm -hmm. because things had gotten so dark and I knew I would get, you know, treatment now and. Gotcha. You know, so I knew that I would like, you know, I would be, you know, medicated. I could talk to a therapist. I could, yeah. there was, you know, I didn't go against my will. I think at the time, it, I wish it hadn't gotten to the point of me taking all those pills and getting my stomach yeah. pumped. Um, because that, you know what that entails, it's like puking yeah. and shitting charcoal for hours. It's charcoal, yeah. yeah. It's, a, you know, yeah. it's lovely. So, um, you know, so it, I wish it hadn't got, you know, it's unfortunate it got, had gotten to that point of severity, but right. I think um, ultimately it was a relief to be treated, you know. Mm. Um, had things been different and had I had different devices at the time, I could have just like gone to a counselor on campus, which I had done, um, but it just. How did you feel about the counselors on campus? So, I've been are you working out? How's your diet? <laughs> like, I'm like, I am beyond that. Like, right. I, I, You're at such like, a point that's beyond. It's like, like yeah, that. me running on a treadmill is not going to make me not want to kill myself. Right. Like, I just, you know, I get, and I get how exercise helps for sure. I'm an advocate of that. I know that it, you know, but you have to be in a certain space. Well, it's, yeah. And it's, uh, to what you're saying, it's, uh, when you're, when you say working out, it's, that's, oh, I'm having a bad day or I'm yeah. having an anxious day. Let's, exactly. Let's work out to combat these feelings right. that are happening right now. But you're at a point that's beyond yeah, it. It's exactly. like, I'm out of control. I'm extreme. I need help. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. just go to the gym and feel better right. in a half hour. No. And so, because, yeah. yeah. And so that's like, like today, I have had aw awful anxiety. Like just yeah, that's what you're saying. Of, yeah. Like, do you know what it's from? Does it just happen? It's like cabin fever. I'm, I'm not yeah. having a lot to do at work right now, so I'm just. So that would be perfect if you left work today and went to the gym or went to a yoga class, right. because you could be if you're if if being cooped up and sitting down all day is yeah. what's giving you this anxiety. Yeah. Then you got to get something out of your system. Exactly. Right? There's an odd about it. But that, but what I was saying is like yeah, I have a ton of anxiety, right? And that's from that. But I didn't address it until later, and I was like, I can't use the coping skills. Like, breathe, pretend there's a white ball going up my spine. I'm not going to do it's, that right it, now because it's past the point I of get, helping. Yes, exactly. It's, this is medication time. This exactly. is when I'm going to take a fucking Klonopin. This yeah. is when I'm going to take, like, there's no, exactly. Like, yeah. this is when I'm, it's not at a point where I can use, a, pull on my sheet of paper and be like, what can I do? Right. No, it, exactly. I mean, it gets to a point where it's beyond those sort of like rudimentary, like, yes. what are you eating? Are you sleeping? Are you exercising? Like, and those are the kind of, you know, things that I was asked when I did seek help from a counselor. I mean, right. there was a time in college where, um, and this was even prior to that incident. I, I mean, I, I, I look back on my college experience with a lot of fondness and a lot of great memories, mm -hmm. and I'm so proud of where I went to school, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The degree did not really yeah. propel me as much as I hoped in life. But, but, Can you I speak mean, that into the microphone, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you say fuck college? One, two, three, fuck <laughs> college. No, I loved school. I yeah. I'm like, wait. <laughs> when you said that, I'm thinking, like, wait, am I not close enough? No, 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 no. I was just saying, because I, yeah. I don't, I'm kind of seeing that side of it where it's Well, just, I mean, a lot of it can, you know, yeah, Keep that's, going. That's, that's another, I that's a, no, it's fine. That's another conversation. But I, I'm very proud of my experience. I look back on it with a lot of fond memories. But at the same time, I went through a lot of very dark periods. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of growing pain, a lot. And okay. there and was. What, can I just ask you? Because I feel like a lot of people on here talk about like the hospitals, mm -hmm. and they talk about what led to it. But and actually, Derek was really detailed about like what he went through that kind of led and like saying. 
I was bipolar and I had psychotic yeah. features. So yeah. when you say dark times, okay, what, what do I mean? What do I mean? Mm-hmm. When I say dark, and also this podcast, share whatever you want if you don't feel comfortable. Oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm an open book about yeah. this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> there, yeah, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean that I, at one time, non- I, I didn't sleep for six months. Uh, literally, I would close my eyes okay, and like okay, rest, okay. but like never, I didn't achieve deep sleep for six months. Okay, so it was like, really like two or three hours or? Maybe, if that. And I was on heavy duty horse pill, horse size, horse pill size wow. sleeping pills that just weren't, I mean, something with my nervous system at the time was just not responding to even medication. So it was, was it anxiety re- that was keeping you up? It was severe, severe depression. That's when I was first diagnosed with severe depression. Okay. And you weren't sleeping? I could. So I got into a really okay. bad car Sorry, accident. Inter- okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. I got into a really bad car accident. I was T-boned. <laughs> it was on the first anniversary of 9-11. So it was like the one year anniversary of 9-11. And I was driving my roommate to class. And I, I remember like, I lived in a sorority house at the time, which again is, for me was like a psych ward. Um, it was, it was, that yeah. was tough. <laughs> it was. I mean, God. Look, privilege I'm, is hard, okay? I mean. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, you're like, privilege it's is hard. I mean, you should have seen psych me. wards, having insurance is like, it's just, <laughs> let me tell you about it, Gerald, okay? It was like another, for me, like that was an imprisonment, living in the, in the yeah, it's house. Well, it's almost like a certain mindset in a bubble. Oh my God! If you dude. go outside yeah. this mindset, you're weird. If you, you have to seriously, stay in this... and like like the privilege, the money, and like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that ties you're into like, my depression. Whatever, I have it. No, I whatever. don't. I mean, I'm white, pri- white privilege, yes, but I didn't ca- come from the kind of money these girls came from. Yeah, no, I'm. You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you're like you're like getting a testimony. Like, no, like, don't get it twisted. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm not. <laughs> but like, like, I'm poor. Can you <laughs> came on this podcast to get money? <laughs> Actually, how much am I getting paid? No. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, but. Live, that was that time period living in that house. So I got in the car accident, and I went to the hospital, and I was fine. My car was destroyed. I was fine. Um, but I remember that first night home, because I stayed in the hospital all day, and, like, they had to, ex- you know, I did get all kinds of tests and x-rays and stuff to okay. make sure I, you know, didn't, like, break anything, obviously. Right. No, there was no internal bleeding. I was fine. You, okay. Were you hurting, though? No, I mean, my neck hurt a little bit. Yeah. But I physically, like, I was, I walked away pretty much unscathed. Fortunately, okay. because the car was completely totaled. Like wow. I, and it was my fault. I ran the stops. Like I, it, was, it was on me. Um, I hey, rolled. Kevin, I just want to say. <laughs> I rolled through the stop sign. and Because okay. I was, like, talking about 9-11, and, like, someone had, like, said something that triggered me on the way out. Like, something about who our president was. And they, they, oh. They, I'm like, I wish Clinton was still our president. And someone was like, Clinton, what? Oh, my God, we all be dead. And I was like, what the? And so we got in this, like, spar about the president at the time, 9-11, blah, whatever. Wow. So I'm talking to my roommate still about how could she be that dumb and how could I be that dumb to roll through, you know, a stop sign. And so it was fu- not funny, but I, it was 9-11, the anniversary of 9-11. So the, all the co- Speaking of hilarity. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. What a hoot. Yeah. Um, no, so the, like, the paramedics and the, like, firemen that came on the scene, they're like, hey, you got us out of a ceremony. I'm like, cool. Oh, my. What? Yeah, they're like, they, they were trying to make Thank jokes. Thank you. I'm like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that, for, that night home after being in the hospital all day yeah. and getting my getting hit by a car or t-boned i remember i looked over at because i lived in a quad one of the quad rooms so there's four of us in a, in a room and uh yeah, bunk beds so demented yeah. when i look back on it like what the like 
Valley of the Doll shit. But um, <laughs> I remember I was on a top bunk. Why I don't know. And I looked over at one of my roommates. Yeah. She. They. Everyone was asleep. My. I looked. I remember looking over at her asleep, thinking, "I'm so different from these girls." Yeah. And I'm never gonna be like these girls, and I'm never gonna be as good as these girls, or as smart as these girls, or as rich as these girls. Mm-hmm. And she, the girl that I was looking at, that sounds so creepy. Like I was staring at her, and she's sleeping. No, but it's not. It's <laughs> she was like yeah. across the room, and I could see yeah. her sleeping. She's one of my. Be- she was one of my best friends. It's not like you I was like, like I was journal- I was journaling next to her, and I was smelling. Her. I'm like, I don't smell like her. I just. I really don't see it. I have her hair in my hand. No. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. like that. But I just remember, like. You're from, you're from Michigan? Yeah. Dude, you sound so Jewish. Do I? Yeah. Thank you. You're like that. I'm like, how are you not oh my bathing God. in money? What do you mean you're not like these girls? You're I'm rich. I'm working on it. Okay. I was just dating a Jew. Okay. <laughs> so you're closer. I'm like, yeah. I wish your dad's income. Um, yeah. Anyway, side note. Um, but that was like. That triggered me that night for some reason and sent me into an insomnia state. Gotcha. Okay. Depri- it, it triggered. I know that might sound archaic and weird to just be like looking at someone and it triggering something. It wasn't even her personally. Yeah. She was more from more of like a humble middle class background. Some of these girls came from millions. Wow. You know, I mean, they came from a lot of money. Michigan State is yeah. It's and different. they had a. They just had a very different background. I grew up with a mom who suffered from bipolar schizophrenia she divorced and remarried like we struggled yeah you know the only reason I was able to be in the sorority is because my stepdad's mom my step grandma offered to pay because she had been in a sorority wow and they okay. wanted me to be involved in it's like the whole legacy thing too yeah like, and it wasn't in her same house but she really respected like that whole sisterhood gotcha, and like gotcha. they knew I really wanted to be in like I didn't make the cheerleading squad so I had to be part of something right right and <laughs> I didn't I didn't make it so like, I just I did I wanted to be involved and I wasn't gonna you know be like yeah. on a rowing team right and yeah so I th- I did that anyway so it was just that huge feeling of inferiority yeah that kept me up literally it, it, it plunged me into a severe depression and when okay. I said dark before I meant constant thought of suicide constant yeah how I was gonna do it when where how when where how that's all that crossed my mind I want to sleep when will I do this how will I do this and where you know was it because you felt alone you think alone because when I stare at people like that or I look at people and I'm, I see like a, almost like another body coming out and I'm like the, I I don't connect with it this is just like you a, they about that you mean yeah it's more like when I see people who are not similar to me I'm like that's just the painting of a person there's yeah. nothing I can like connect, connect with or grab with? onto no it makes me feel really lonely really yeah so that's what spirals my suicide thing it's like I'll never be that person that is like normal yeah, no, that's yeah. That is a huge part of depression. Is yeah, this comparison, right? Uh-huh. And I'll never be them. Now, now think about it. See, you're, you're what, twenty two? Yeah. So I was your age when I was going through this. Yeah. And like, like I said, I mean, I had not gone. I had not done any work up until that. Any work other than like getting through school, making grades to graduate high school, and going to do a good a college. Lot, <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, I counted out pills when I was fourteen. Wow. Okay. You know, I wanted, I thought about the, you know, I was depressed from a very young age. Wow. And I don't know why, I just didn't, my, so much was preoccupied with my mom's illness. Right. How was I supposed to be like, hey, by the way, uh, uh, I need some treatment too. Right. Thanks. You know, yeah. which I should have been locked into therapy from age four. Right. But, and this isn't blaming anyone, whatever, but like yeah. a lot of shit went on. And so like a lot of things were like, like I said, preoccupied with and focused on my mom and her uh-huh. treatment and, and all of that, that it was like, 
I gotta get through school. I gotta right. make good grades. I have to. You don't have time to deal with it. I just had to get through. Right. The pr main priority was have friends, get good grades, be liked, and go to dance class. Like, you know, like those are, the, and yeah. then don't kill yourself. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that last part's really important. <laughs> yeah, like don't off yourself. Yeah. Okay. And we are back from break. Okay. <laughs> Hello. All right, I wasn't professional, I and I didn't cut off these fry edges. So I read this book. I'm offended. Yeah, so, okay, so time for class. Can you, like, stop talking, please? Okay. Sorry. Depression, one-on-one. Take, cut. Okay. Um, so I read this book. Uh, if you want to read it, it's actually a really good book. I have to say the second half. Hard to read? Um, it was just, it was too repetitive by the end. You know when you're like, you, we you get it. it. You hate yourself. You're depressed and Jewish. Next. Next. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can say that. I, I know you can. Yeah. Okay, so. My great-grandma was Jewish. It's called This Close <laughs> to Happy. So it's already a depressing title. It's like, this close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. So, but, but as, I read this before I started my podcast, and as I was reading it, I was like, and I could highlight on my Kindle. So yeah. I highlighted all these things, and then I started the podcast, and I was like, I have to talk about this with somebody who's experienced depression. By the way, what a great idea. Thank you. You should be very, very proud of yourself. Oh this is gosh. such. This is a topic that needs dialogue. It needs attention. It needs to be, you know, destigmatized. There you is go. that the word? <laughs> I just blinked both my eyes. I was like, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Blink twice with yeah. both eyes. My very <laughs> sexy wink. No, but um, you should be very proud of yourself. And I, thank I, you. I'm very uh, proud and happy to be a part of this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, okay, course. so it's called This Close to Happy. And there was a lot of quotes that I read that I almost like gasped out loud. Really? You know when you read books about depression and it's like, okay, you're in bed, yada, yada. Yeah, and, and it's like, like it, it's like you said. Redundant. It almost is worse than... Uh, when people have the idea of depression. You're like, you're conforming this idea that- It's really hard to that explain. It's, it, that's why, like, I get so, uh, like, so defensive about people saying suicide is selfish. It's like, mm. if you've never been in that state of mind- No, you don't. There is no, there, you- You don't you, get to You're judge. not experienced, exactly. And you're, and when someone is in that state of suicide, and they're suicidal- Yeah. There is no, there isn't a variation in their mental capacity to be selfish or unselfish, mm -hmm. or mean or not mean, or happier. They, that's what I meant by dark. I mean, that's a light word for how bad it feels. Yeah, it's, it's something. Physical. It's a phys, it's, it's physical. It's actually physical. And it's, you feel like there's a hole inside of you. And that there's scary. Yeah, and like I'm looking at Robin Williams right now. Like, I was so yeah, I devastated when he died. Well, I was just such a fan, and like he was. And is my favorite stand-up comedian of all time. Like wow, he is my favorite, and I loved him. And I just was so upset when he died. And yeah. my friend was like, "Well, that was selfish of him to do. He left a child, left, left kids behind." I'm like, and I don't. And like with Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade, it's like, you if you've never felt, yes, I'm sad to see them leave. I'm sad to lose them as a pop culture, you know, an art, you know, Figure. installment to art. But it's like. They, they just, they gave in to it. They gave right, up. Right, right. They gave up, and, you know, it's so but sometimes sad that they you got feel to like that it's, point. But it's, like, not giving up, though. It's almost like you think, you don't think you have a choice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I right. was going to say, you were saying, like, you, that it's, that's kind of your only choice, right? It's the right? helplessness. The yeah. The helplessness, the hopelessness. Um, and these are, these vocabulary words can't even really there's no adequately no, there's no describe yeah. how low and sad and alone and dark there's no is. description that's why that's why um that's so funny you say that because that's why people think 
that uh, when people say when you say that, I'm like, but it's worse than that. So why are you why are you masking it with those words? Exactly. And it's not that I'm disagreeing with you. No, I'm no. just saying like it is worse than that. Though. Right. That's why I say there isn't a no, qualifying I know. word. Right. And that... I'm agreeing with you in that sense yeah. that like it almost seems like you're masking it, but that's the only way that that's the only woke that we have to describe. If I could come up with a, like a suicide dictionary, I would. Right. I might do that actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call Amazon. Side project. Right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Bezos, watch out. Okay. Um. So <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of quotes that I really liked. Um. This one that I have down, we'll talk about maybe that at the end, but um, there's one about the psych ward, because I know people, like, gotten, people have just asked me in general, like, about facilities. Like, I don't yeah. know about, like, psych wards, and we, you kind of mentioned it. But it said the facility was run as a business that um, took care of the unfit, not only out of compulsion, but also the coolest profit-making instincts. Uh, people were discharged even if they wanted to kill themselves the mm. day before, which is true. That's scary. Yeah, but that's so true. So I had a, okay, so there was another suicide attempt in college. Oh, wow. And I wasn't hospitalized. They let me go. No. Yeah, so. Okay, so you're this part so of that, this quote. That's, that's, Literally. well, yeah. And my mom came and picked me up and see my mom, again, nothing against my mother. I love her dearly. She yeah. does what she can and with her faculties, all that. But I think a lot, for a mom to see that her child is in that much distress, like, I can't imagine how that must have made her feel. Right. On top of all the shit she deals with, yeah. with her mental illness. Yeah. So she picked me up and took me shopping. <laughs> wow. And we went to lunch. Like, it wasn't like, I don't think she knew how to respond. I would call her that time period when I couldn't sleep. Yeah. I would call her asking for permission to kill myself. I'd say, let me go. I, I'm, I'm staying alive now just for you because I don't want to hurt you. Let me go. Wow. That's what I would cry. And she I'm would so say, sorry. she would say, like, you have your whole life, like, you have, you know, there's so much ahead of you. This is temporary. You're not always going to feel like this. And I would plead, cry and cry and plead for her to let so, me go. Yeah, sorry. That's, that's, I mean, I'm far away from that now. I mean, th thankfully, I've gotten, I still have thought, I've, I, I get to points of depression where the suicide crosses my mind, but not to that point yeah. ever. I mean, I've stayed medicated <laughs> right, the last no, five that's, years, uh, and I that, stay in therapy, so. That brought me back to, like, a lot of things, because, and I don't get brought back to a lot of things, because, really? like, yeah, because I'm very um, past a lot of things. My anxiety is out of control. That's, but my depression, I'm not depressed. Like good. It's, yeah, what thank a relief, you. I know. Right? It's, yeah, it feels really good. Good. But, um, but good. I get, I get close. And so. you, but see, that's the thing, like, I, tell me if you agree, like, mm -hmm. because you've been through those times, and, like, the attempts or an attempt or those dark periods for lack of a better word and you know if you come up with like the right um sort of coping mechanisms you can see it coming and you oh, and you know yeah. how to how to combat it yeah it's self-talk and you know yeah right? you you have you have mechanisms right. now yeah yep so so yeah i i um but that brought me back yeah it's more anxiety now mm -hmm. but yeah. it brought me back to this time yeah. when i was uh diving at denver this is when i i dove for you've like done a it all by the way dive Thank comedy you. gymnast like i mean i'm hot so <laughs> yes <laughs> no i'm kidding you do it yeah. all <laughs> thank you no i appreciate that i was like when's she gonna say it that's the only thing i care about okay you're hot as fuck thank you <laughs> sorry i like your those are cool pants um anyways um i was just telling our producer how i have the worst adhd so anyways okay um 
It brought you back. Yeah, it to... brought me back to Denver. I dove for a year and a half and felt super lonely. Looked at these people, which I, Can... which I think honestly really, really liked. My diving teammates, I really, yeah, really you, liked them. You probably but really admired them. I did. To a point of def- a fault, almost to a like a, a right. dangerous. I'm not point. like them, and and then and then um, I. Uh, it brought me back to when I my mom came to see me in conference, mm-hmm. and it was like my second year. I took I also also took a like four month break from diving because they wouldn't yeah. let me dive because of my depression was so bad. Really, but they're like you still have to come to practice. This was a year and a half ago. Oh yeah, so recent. Yeah, or two. No, this was like two years ago. Okay, years still ago. recent. Sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. This my my timeline's a little bit off. Probably three years ago. Well, when you're that sick too and depressed, like things I don't, blur together. It, it is right. It's like it, it, it's a letter, literal fog. But I see it through the fog. Right, because you felt but, it, and you know but, how intense so I, it felt. So I was at the diving conference. My mom came, and I told my mom, I was like, I've been wanting to kill myself for actually, like, six months. Like, I, like you, you said, said thinking when you said suicide every day, oh, every day. Not all the time, but every day. Every day, day it every day, at least once. Every day, and when somebody... It consumes you. Oh, and there was a story about this girl at my school who, like, jumped out the window when she was drunk and fell, and it scared me. Not fell, sorry, she jumped. On purpose? Um, yeah. And uh, I almost was like, she's so lucky. Did she die? Yeah. Oh, you thought she you, committed suicide. You, you were envious of her. Yeah. Like, now that I'm thinking about and, it, I think I was a little, like, I was like, I wish I could, like, do that. Like, I was so. It's getting the, I don't know if it's something. But, like but, her. but, sorry. Yeah, no. So, so you were saying you're, you know, you were in this state of, and, and. So I, my mom saw me, and I was be- like, I was like, I would cry and be like, why can't you let me kill myself? I go, we get delusional. Yeah. I was like, why? And I don't talk about this, but like, I, I will. This is what my podcast is for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would actually just be like, why won't you let me? I'm like, what are you talking about? You like me? I'm like, you don't like me. I'm like, you, you came here, but like, you just did that because you felt. I would make right. up lies. But it was like, well, that's but it what was. You're, a- that's what's coursing through your yeah. mind. That's all that's going through your thought processes. Yeah. I'm not good enough. But I would only I talk like that. I would only talk like that to my mom. Like yeah. anybody else, I would. I have this self awareness to be like, don't talk around that around these people. They'll think you're fucking crazy. Like actually, but mom. Listen yeah. up. <laughs> exactly, but I was like, but I was torturing her, but I was right. like, no, it is, it's, I was like, could you imagine? You would want me to kill myself. Why wouldn't you want me to kill myself? Constantly. And she's like, that what is wrong with broke you? Broke her heart. Yeah. But you didn't do, you weren't doing that to hurt her. That's another thing, going back to like no. the selfish thing. You. I you, actually believe I sucked. You, I like, know. like that's, that's what goes on. People I don't know, get that. I know, and it's not a selfish thing. No, it, you it, don't it, see it from the outside. It appears selfish because yeah. the person who's in the pain is all self-consumed by mm-hmm. pain right but they but like you said i you you know you hate yourself mm-hmm. you don't feel worthy of living right you don't have any self-love you don't see a point you don't value your own life because you don't think it's worth anything right you don't value your own life because you don't even think you're living life you're just you're just actually existing yep you're like uh you're just in the world but you're not like, I was on the train today, and I had so much anxiety. I was like, wait, I, I'm actually going to take the bus and go to Laugh Factory. I'm actually going to step outside, go down all those stairs of the train, go through the metal thing, go through. Like, I was, like, breaking everything down so, I like, had to do. Step by step. And it's actually just, like, four blocks. But in my mind, when you have anxiety, you Did actually. Did that help you to do that? Or no, that, no, oh, no. It oh, makes how bad it, it makes my panic go up. Oh. Yeah, so I, I start to like evaluate every um every, step of the every, way like my new thing and that's how oh how did i get over that how how have i just walked miles before without even thinking about it really? that my anxiety oh my god it's it's just constant 
this is when I'm about to have a panic attack. This is not every day. Right. This is just when I'm about to have a panic attack. I'm like, how did I, how do I ever take the train to work? How do Damn. I get up, go to work? And it's a, yeah, so, so I'm it's. sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> and you get on stage, but look at, like, you get on stage, you produce things. Like, to deal Thank with you. that and also, you know, engage in something like comedy, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it can be so nerve-wracking and yeah, so, you know, like. That's but a, that feeling, that's a huge it's a different triumph. Thank you. Yeah. Same with you. But that Thanks. different feeling is, it's way different. It's when I, you know. From depression, you mean? Oh, when somebody does something shitty to me or heckles me and I roast them and I, and I, that Joe crushes, there is not, it's like I have so much, I feel like I'm on top of the world. Yeah. For that two seconds. And yeah. Then, and then I bomb and I'm like, oh. <laughs> no. That's, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's why suicide's an option. Yes. <laughs> that is why. Always there. Yeah, Always there. This is like in the back burner. No, so, okay, so another thing that really resonated with me was, um, oh, there was one that says, I admire other people's resourcefulness when their plans go awry. The ones who persuaded themselves that every bump is a boost, Mm. who pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and start over again. But I can't figure out a way to emulate them. So Mm. now I can do that. Yeah. That's so easy for me. When I'm depressed, I read that, and I was like, (gasps) like, I was like, that's real. Yeah, I felt like a white girl. I was like, she gets me. (laughs) You just don't. It It was just. Well, that's funny. Okay, so I have come into that mindset more now later on in in my life Mm -hmm. um almost 20 years out of the suicide attempts um where i can face some some huge letdown or some bump in the road for lack of a better term yeah with um a quicker bounce back yeah i take rejection differently that's what i always say about comedy like no matter what happens with stand-up comedy no matter where it takes me whether i get discovered and get on Netflix or I'm here in, you know, when I'm 42 still begging Curtis for stage time, regardless <laughs> yeah. of, of where it takes me, yeah. no matter what happens with it. I've learned so much about how to work hard and not be entitled and that's to roll with rejection, to not let rejection define all of who I am, not let one know define how I see myself. Right. Um, and you know, very important. Yeah. But I mean, going into comedy, I had like started working on that, but wow, did it really propel me even further into that work of rolling with rejection and not letting, you know, cause I, I'm an all, I was always an all or nothing person. It's either out to be all, if it's not fame and fortune and all of it happening at once, then I'm nothing that in between wasn't, didn't exist. Mm. Like appreciating the process. Oh, and black like, and you, white. That black and white. That that is how I operated my whole life. I'm I went, still coming yeah. out of it. I'm still coming out. Wow. Of it. Yeah, I went to a therapist uh, when I was in high school. I went to her for four years, and she. I went into her one day when I was like at my rock bottom of that, and I was like, I can't be black and white. I just can't. I can't. It's too. Exa- I'm getting sick. Like yeah. I'm too exhausted. My OCD is out of control. And she was like, All right. Let, so let me tell you about this color gray, right? So it's like, and that was like a whole session. No, I love that. And yeah, when you have the mindset of all or nothing, even hearing like gray, you're like, like that would frustrate me, you know? Like, well, it frustrates my OCD because everything's either all bad or perfect. That's 
Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. And I had a therapist um, say, bring that to my attention, you know, at the ripe age of 29. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Where were you at first, bitch? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, hello. But tw- she's like. Twiddling your twat, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just, just twiddling it? All right. So, <laughs> no, but, like, that wasn't her fault. Like, she, yeah. She, I hadn't, like, gotten into proper therapy until way too late. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that it was it was really kind of relieving to have someone say, like, well, this is, your feelings like you're thinking like this, black or white, all or nothing. Perf- you know, it's that it's that harmful level of perfectionism. But but also when you think black and white, you think you're above people. Oh, yeah. yeah. You think, like, your, thing. your like, thoughts are the only thoughts and your comparisons are the only comparisons. And the gray people, they don't know. No, and that's wrong. They're not on my level of smartness or intelligence. Right. Where they... And and then you realize you're you're just projecting and you want to be like that. Exactly. You want to be able to have an in-between where like the process is enjoyable or you can find the enjoyment in the process. Exactly. You know, it's like I'm still I'm still like I said, this is still a work in progress Mm -hmm. for me. Um to think that way and to like accept, you know, evolution of things for sure and not get freaked out about Mm -hmm. um, you know, things not happening right away. Or being perfect or being all of what I'm hoping for right away. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. So, so no, important. and that's and that's per- also being. What did you say? What was the last thing? Being okay with not being perfect right away. Yeah, that's not, not having all of it right patience. away. Yep. The patience. Yeah. Yeah. So the last quote I want to talk about, which was like the one that got to me the most, was no one is interested in why you want to kill yourself until you've already done it, and then it becomes intriguing to try and map it backward. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's that's I a, was like that's a big one. But a lot of you know <laughs> Mike drop. Fuck. Well that's why when someone's <laughs> God damn it, Daphne. Whatever her name is. <laughs> okay. No, but I that's again with the people saying that it's a selfish act. Yeah. You know, in, in, in other people's defense, sometimes when someone's so depressed and suicidal, they're not always coming forward like we went to our moms. Yeah. You know, they're not like able to delineate and articulate what they're going through. You're scared to admit you're that sad. You're scared to admit you're that. Yeah. You, you know, know how sad you are, but you do not want to admit you're sad. No, not or not to that point, because what are people going to think? Yeah. You know? uh-huh. It's that whole thing. And I think now, more so now than maybe like 10, 15 years ago, it's not as taboo to bring this sort of thing up. That's why how this is amazing. Exa- thank you. Know? you. Yeah, and seriously, it's very important to talk yeah. about. It's very important not to feel like you're some freak or crazy. Right. Or, you know, I went through that my whole life growing up with my mom. We were yeah. less than. Mm. We were, you know, we weren't um, not necessarily a minority, but in a way, we ethnically a minority. We're white, but right. we, I was just talking to someone about this the other night. We were still on, like, um, marginalized in a way because her mental illness made us not like everyone else. Yeah. Her mental illness made us, you know, there's the label of crazy. Oh. Insane. What a nut job. This, that, you know. Oh, yeah. These words, these labels that can be very dangerous and, you know, yeah. whatever. I need so, to stop saying crazy. I say it because No, I, I do too. I yeah. Mean, I do too. It's not. Yeah. But more and more time goes by, it's going to be up there with words like the R word. And, yeah, you know, for sure. No, so, that'd be dope. You know but, what I'm saying? But, yeah. But we were on, you know, we we, I, we felt, or I, as a kid, felt ostracized. Yeah. You know, like, uh-huh. we don't have that nuclear family and, you know, the corporate lifestyle. And, you know, we just, my mom battled a really severe mental illness. So, like, going to school, at, like, I would have to go talk to social workers on a regular basis. Like, you know, so it was, it was just. You were, in a, you were we actually were, in a different world. We were in a, I was in a very different world. Yeah. And 
my point was the stigma that is around mental illness that is yeah. just now getting broken down, like I said, in the last 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Imagine that how like thick it was in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And, you know, you were, you, you were not. Different. Yeah. You're viewed differently. You're yeah. not, you know, it's, it's, it's something people are scared of. Matters of the mind, you know, people are really afraid of. Someone has cancer or, you know, diabetes or a brain tumor, okay, let's go visit them in the hospital. Someone's mentally ill and hearing voices or suicidal, what are we going to do with that? I See, do you know what I mean? We... Oh, dude, you're, yeah, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> so I was talking about. <laughs> I almost about, cried a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Carly was talking about how, the, you know, the comparing the physical. Um, Attributes. Yeah, to mental. And. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny to say visiting in the hospital because I only had one friend that visited me in the hospital. I didn't have any. Yeah. I'm sorry. My parents came. To yeah. Me. I mean, I, my friends weren't allowed to come, but the one that in Denver, she was the only one. She brought me like nail polish and like just it was the sweetest thing. And I, I, I will never forget it ever. Because you feel alone, and if someone, if someone's not scared to go to that place, because ooh, the mental hospital, yeah. you know, to, for someone to come and you know let you know you're not alone means everything. My friend was hospitalized a few years ago, and she called me from the hospital, and it was right around Christmas, and I didn't know the number, and I knew to answer, and she was calling. She was living out west and got hospitalized she had a horrible breakdown um and she was you know saying i just need to hear your voice so Aww. thank you for answering there's this guy that keeps staring at me he's this old man that's weird and says i have magic in my eyes or some shit and, and so, <laughs> so i'm like okay bambi you're gonna be all right yeah uh no but like that's very very important i mean <laughs> there's you can laugh at it yeah you know? no it's but that's kind of like what makes it you know, easier Bearable. and lighter. Okay, so somebody, I asked, like, for topics we wanted to talk about, but we actually just, like, we're kind of out of time, but okay. I kind of want to just address really sure. quickly, maybe talk, like, a couple more minutes about this. So um, the question was, can you talk about the realistic or not realistic aspects of movies and mental health and how it's portrayed? Oh, this is a, this is a hot but it's, one But it's me. so hot, and I'm like, we have no, two but, minutes. But it but. triggers me. Okay. Because, because. And I think it goes back to what we were saying about, like, there aren't adequate words to describe these feelings. Like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of, da- saying dark, sad, lonely kind of downplays how it actually feels. Yeah. That's my same feeling toward movies that are made about mental illness. Because what I saw growing up, I've never seen in in media. Oh, Dude, yeah. Oh. Very rarely. Like, okay, did you watch, um... And, and when it is... It's just a misrepresentation I, for me, personally. And when it is, um represented it's that whole like oh he's like intriguing almost yeah. he has this thing like about romanticism him. about it he has this thing that nobody else has like psycho or whatever and like he's slowly figuring out oh he's bipolar but then when you meet somebody with bipolar you're like fuck you i don't want to be near you whatever <laughs> yeah okay so i'm okay I'm, you can drive across country and think you're god <laughs> woohoo see you later chill out i mean on. yeah you know, there was that no, movie but, with richard Gere where he um I don't know. I forget what it's called, but that yeah. that was like one of the closest depictions I've seen in film uh-huh. that uh, like properly showcased for me yeah. how mental illness can affect someone in a family. Uh, but uh, Shameless, have you seen Shameless? The on Showtime. Yeah, I've seen it. I mean, I'm not really. Okay, Ian was bipolar, and they actually. For, I don't have bipolar, but I've I've been misdiagnosed with it. Yeah. Um, oh well, I'm oh glad yeah, and that I, out. No, I wasn't bipolar. I was like, I no, but no. um. I'm better than them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm above that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck 
fucking kidding me. My mom's my mom's mom was bipolar and my mom's aunt is schizophrenic. I'm like I'm literally two gears away from that, Lindsay. Pretty close. I mean, just wait a couple of years. God damn. I'm gonna die soon. Okay, never Stop mind. Stop it. Right. Um, semicolon. What's it? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> My story's not over. Well, it might be. Um, okay, I'm just kidding. Okay, so yeah, no, it was. I, I think it was a good depiction because he was all he was in bed and then he was oh, and they showed. Man, so he was really depressed and then doing. They a showed bunch of shit, both right? sides, but yeah. usually they don't show both sides. No, 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 they no, show no. just. They don't the, show both I'm, sides and uh, what, uh, something that kind of irritated me recently in media in a yeah. show was did you watch um what is it called what's it called what's it called russian doll no russian doll okay oh, quick i synopsis. recommend it quick well, synopsis are what your okay, thoughts are uh, no what's it called um i love the actress the main actress in it russian doll she relives the same day over and over it's like groundhog's day okay but, but kind of cooler yeah. anyway her mom's <laughs> mentally ill and they show like a flashback of her mom throwing plates at the wall. Now, okay, that's part. My mom used to like break glass and like burn yeah. pictures and shit. So that is a part of it, I guess. I, it's a quirky. They touched fun. on one little cute thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, I guess I get angry, and that's just my own yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Because I'm like, you didn't live with I, through what I lived through. Like, right. you know what I mean? And I guess maybe it's just some anger I need to still work through. Yeah. But I, like you said, they don't always show <laughs> both sides, and I don't know how healthy it is to romanticize it because it, you know, it's like. Are you still scared to really talk about this and what it really is? Yeah. You know? But also, too, it's almost like um, when you see a famous actress you really like, you almost get more in love with the person and not the character. Like, yeah. I fall in more in love with yes. it. I'm like, wow, they're so good at acting. And, like, As opposed to, like, this. what they're trying to... And they're to... so cool. And then when I when, and then when you go to the psych ward and be bipolar, you're not befriending that person. You don't think that person's interesting. No. You know? It's, like, it's different. You're, it's stigmatized different in the sense of you're going to think that person is different compared to what you're seeing on the screen. You're so intrigued right. and invested, right? But then, then with the actor themselves, right? I mean, but then because it makes, but then so in it real makes life, you forget how bad this thing can really be, right? It would take a really, really strong performance and a really good actress. Oh my god! Okay, I know we're almost out of time. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Blue Jasmine. Okay, you've never seen it? No. <laughs> Blue Jasmine with Kate Blanchett. She is okay. mentally ill in this movie, and oh my god! Toward the end, she. Well, I don't want to ruin the end for you. you got to yeah. watch this movie. No, no, no. And but that I'm was just a saying, strong depiction for me. That's a great. Strong, strong depiction yeah. of like how it can be. Yeah. And how out on the outskirts of society you can end up. Yeah. But I'm. But what I'm saying too is like when you see somebody you're who on the film with like bipolar, you're like, oh, that's so interesting, and and, and you tell people it's about this guy with bipolar. Yeah. That's so intriguing and cool. And then like you, you see a you see a homeless person, you pass them, you don't even look at them. That's what I'm saying. It's, no, yeah, it's you're treated right. complete. It's treated completely 100%. different. When you see people talking to themselves on the train or bus, it's not because they're necessarily on a bunch of drugs. Right. They need to be on drugs. They're mentally right. ill and hearing voices. Well, like drugs, yeah, like serotonin reuptake. Well, so, here, that's yeah. the thing. I would always say, like, there are moms um, that would take drugs. I had one of my ex-best friends. Yeah. Uh, her mom was a meth addict. Her mom took drugs to get high. My mom just has to stay off of them. Right, right, to right, To be right. really high. Exactly. So it's just a chemical thing. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yes, I would. <laughs> so much. Thank you for having me. This is yeah. great. Thank you so thank much. You. for You were really vulnerable. So was I. I know, I, mean, I almost cried. I think it was great to, like, talk about suicide, especially. Um, this month was suicide prevention mm-hmm. month, so it was kind of cool that you naturally, <laughs> you just naturally want to kill yourself. No, <laughs> You just naturally. You, no. you are on brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. 
If the this month is your fit. month, babe. I mean, yeah, seriously, this is my month. I like to call this, um, yeah, no. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's hard being famous. So, um, anyways, right? okay. it's exhausting. No, so basically, it's suicide prevention month. So, I was saying thank you for bringing that stuff up. And you brought up some very graphic stuff, which is like really good to listen to thank and you hear. For letting me, thank you for giving me and all of us you've had on the space to talk about it. Thank, yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for Thank thanks you. for doing it. and and, and tell people your Instagram where people can find you. I'm at Lynn Sasha L I N S A S H A. Okay, and uh, please subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, rate, review, everything. Woo! Thank you so much for watching. Doing time.